Well, hello and welcome to Monday Night Motivation. I'm Pastor Daryl. So glad to be with you again. Uh, before we get started on tonight, I want to remind you guys of our brand new ebook that is on Amazon. There it is, Acceptable Prayer. You can find it by typing my name in uh, or the title. Also, our 30-day prayer journal, the Winning in Prayer 30-day prayer journal. It is also available on Amazon. And listen, I am sure if you add these two to your libraries that you will not be uh, disappointed. So let's get right into the word on tonight. We are going to be talking about what are you going to say? It's very important that you as a believer have something to say. We are not just at uh, the mercy of our enemy or life situations and circumstances. We can make a difference by what we by what we say. And so tonight we're going to be talking about again, what are you going to say? We're going to begin at Romans the eighth chapter and the thirty first verse. And listen, I want you to like, share, and comment on tonight. Uh, share the broadcast. Let somebody know that we're on. Help us to increase the reach of the broadcast. Romans 8, 31, it says, what shall we then say to these things? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, I'm going to skip over to the 35th verse. It says, who, who? You don't say who, uh, usually when you say who, it's in reference to something that's living. And I'm going to come back to that. It says, so who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written for thy sakes, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, What's this first scripture said? What should we say to these things? This scripture says, In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. It says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, or principalities, powers, or things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. Jesus. I also want to point out that at the end of uh, verse 38, it says things again. Now I'm going to go back up to third uh, uh, to the uh, 35th verse. It says, who shall separate us? Who? And it gives us a list of things. What are you going to say to these things? And again, usually who is in reference to something that's living? I want, to, I want you to uh, understand tonight, right at the top of this Bible study, that all of these things that, that are listed are spirits. They are alive, they are well, they hear. And you as the believer with the power and the authority that God has given us, you need to speak to these things. So this is why our lesson is entitled again, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say to tribulation? Because tribulation can hear, it's a spirit. What do you want to say? What are you going to say to uh, tribulation? What do you want to say to distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril? Or so, what are you as the Christian going to say? 
what are you going to say? Are you just going to allow uh, uh, tribulation or trouble and distress to run your life and just run uh, a rough shot all over your life? Are you going to allow it to take the peace that God has freely given you? Are you going to allow it to take the joy that God has given us? Are you going to allow it to take the long suffering and everything else that God has given us? What are you going to say to these things? You know, most of the time when the, when trouble, tribulation pops up in our lives, we stop praying. And we we, we slow down. Uh, we want to stay in the, in the bed with the cover over our, over our heads. But what do you want to say? You don't have to call anyone to pray for you. You don't have to call the prophet to get a word. What are you going to say about your situation? You don't have to lay down. You don't have to be a doormat. Glory to God. You don't have to be a doormat. You don't have to accept a uh, loss. You don't have to accept being a, a, a victim. You don't have to accept what the enemy is saying. The enemy is always going to be saying something. It's, it's whether, whether or not you're going to choose to listen. And then what are you going to say about what the enemy is saying? The enemy is always going to tell you what you can't do, how far uh, you haven't come. We make one little mistake and the enemy is all over us. What are you going to say? Because, again, these things are alive. They, they, they hear very well. So what are you going to say? This is why the word is our weapon. The word is our weapon. You know, the incident with Jesus um, being tempted by the devil, you know, he didn't throw up his dukes. He, he, didn't, he didn't do any of that. He didn't raise his voice. He didn't curse. He spoke the word. He spoke the word. There's many situations that your, that your fists and, and the strength of your biceps and your chest can't do anything about. The word is our weapon. And this is why it's so important for you to have uh, uh, individual study time. Uh, as much as I love my wife, uh, we, we, we discuss the word, but we also spend quality time in the word alone. And then we come back and we discuss what we what we studied. But you got to have quality time in the word alone. And you know what? I want I want to I want I want you to know something. God is not coming to back coming back for no two or three scripture knowing folks. We need to know the word so we can rightly divide the word line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. And that happens by you uh, having a made up mind that no matter how I feel, no matter what's going on, no matter the trouble I'm facing, I'm going to put some time into studying the word. And not just reading it, but but the scripture says that I need to hide the word in my heart so that when I'm dealing with tribulation, I have something to ward the devil off with. I have something to put the devil in place with. I have something to back the enemy up off of, of, of myself and my family. Someone else's prayers are good. But what are you going to say? What are you going to say about the situation? You have a vote in the situation. What are you going to say about the situation? Are you just going to accept? 
are you just going to accept what the enemy has to say? Are you just going to accept what the enemy has, has, has always been trying to do? He's been trying to tear your family up for years. He's been trying to tear your marriage up for years. Are you just going to lay down and accept it? Or are you going to open your mouth like Jesus did and speak the word? The scripture says that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth. Like, what are you going to say about your situation? Glory to God. Glory to God. You're in control. None of us are exempt from trouble. But when we find ourselves in trouble, I don't have to, I don't have to just accept it. And I don't have to immediately start wondering where God is in the situation. I open my mouth. When the enemy tells me that I can't, I, I, I let him know I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. If the, when the enemy tells you going to go, you're going to go down, what are you going to say about it? Hallelujah. What are you going to say about it? What are you going to say? Because the enemy is always talking. He's always talking. And if you live and if you'll listen, he'll, he'll talk you out of the purpose of God for your life. If you listen, he'll talk you, he'll talk you out of the plan of God for your life. He'll talk you out uh, of the anointing that God has on your life. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? And again, these are spirits that can hear tribulation and trouble, distress. These are spirits that can hear. You need to open your mouth and say something about it. Uh, 36, it says, as it is written, for thy sakes, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now, I want to I help you realize something. If we're killed all day long, Scripture says in, uh, is it first? Uh, first, first Peter, uh, four and twelve. The count we we shouldn't uh, uh, think is strange when we fall into diverse temptation. Why? Because I'm being killed all day long. So trouble should not surprise me. I'm dying daily, as Paul said, and trouble should not surprise me because I'm being killed all day long. I'm used to this. I'm used to pressure. So when pressure when pressure comes, it should just be like, hey, haven't seen you in a while, but you need to open your mouth and speak. What are you going to say? And don't think it's strange when you fall in, when your life is hit by trouble, you cannot be surprised. Why? Because again, I'm being killed all day long. I die daily. Every day I get up, I'm dying. So what? The enemy brings some pressure. I'm used to this. I'm dying daily. And dying doesn't feel good all the time. It doesn't look good all the time. It's, it's not pleasant all the time to have to uh, allow your will, your will to die. Do you think it's pleasurable to, to have someone uh, uh, treat you indifferent? Uh, while you're out and about in the community and then you know you, you can't say anything, you have to walk away because of the anointing on your life and the purpose of God for your life? No, I'm being killed all day long. These things are designed to kill you, to kill your will, to cuss them out, to kill, their, kill, your, kill your will, to snatch them up over the desk. 
to kill your will, to want to uh, uh, gossip and spread uh, lies. I'm being killed all day. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Glory to God. What are you going to say? 37, nay, and all these things, and all these things. And I want you to realize it's just that. It's just things. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that left us. Your confession needs to be that I am a conqueror of things. You know how many, how many things I've had go wrong in my life? You know how many things I've had to deal with just as you have had to deal with? They're just that. They're things. But in things, I'm a conqueror of things through him. Glory to God. Your, your, your confession should be that I excel in things. Glory to God. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? I, I excel in handling things the right way. I excel in getting things done with the help of God. What are you going to say? 38 and 39, you have to be persuaded as Paul is persuaded. Maybe maybe there was a time in your life you, you weren't persuaded. Maybe there was a time in your life where you weren't totally convinced about the power of God and uh, the ability that the word of God has. But everybody needs to arrive at a point to where you have been fully persuaded. And persuaded means to be convinced. Listen, I'm convinced that God is the God of the universe. I'm convinced that his word works. I just I can look back over my life and see how uh, through having his spirit living on the inside of me, and applying the word of God to my life, I can see the changes that he's allowed me to make. I used to have a terrible temper, but through God, through through God, through, through having the spirit of God on the inside of me, uh, through the application of his word, I am now in control instead of my temper being in control. And I can tell you some, some other things, but that's just the first thing. Uh, that I can think about. And I like to testify to the fact of that because I know that it's God. No goodwill of my own. Uh, nothing good that I've done. It's all God. Uh, in fact, probably should uh, have been in jail a couple of times because of my temper. Uh, could have probably have been, uh, uh, have lost my life because of my temper. It's God. No goodness of my own. So anytime I get a chance to testify about it, I like to do so. But what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Paul said you need to be fully persuaded, fully persuaded. And persuaded means to be convinced. What are you going to say? I want, I want to let you know, Paul, Paul mentions this word persuaded uh, three other times in Scripture. Uh, Romans 4, 21, 2 Timothy 1 and 12. And then over there in Hebrews 11, 13. So when you see things repeated in the Bible, it means that it's significant and that you're not supposed to miss it. So Paul said, I'm fully persuaded. Are you fully persuaded on tonight? Are you fully persuaded on tonight? If you're not fully persuaded on tonight, maybe that's why you, you think or maybe you feel like you have to be the victim. 
But when you're fully persuaded, you know that you're not a victim. You know that you're a conqueror of things. You're a, con you're a conqueror of situations. You're a conqueror of circumstances. And that you don't have to allow the enemy to just run roughshod all over your life. What are you going to say? I want to show you a few. What I want to show you a few things here. In 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and I love this uh, here, 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, 2 Corinthians 11, mm. 11, you know what, I'm going to start at the 20, 22nd verse, it says, are they Hebrew, so am I, are they Israelite, and this is Paul talking, it says, so am I, are they the seed of Abraham, so am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in laborers, more abundant in stripes, more above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often. Of the Jews five times received by 40 stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice suffered I shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by heathens, perils by the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, watchings often, hunger and thirst, in fastings often, and in cold and in nakedness. Besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the cares of all the church. This is Paul's list of sufferings. No one can go through a list of sufferings like this unless they're fully persuaded. Glory to God. You have to be fully persuaded and then you have to be convinced that you're not a victim. So what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Because sometimes trouble comes in waves. It's one thing after the next, then after the next, and then after the after the next. It's something over here, something over there. You're being stressed in 10 different ways. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? What do you want to say if God doesn't step in and change your situation immediately? What do you want to say? Because you need to know how to pray. You need to know how to put prayer on situations prayer on circumstances what are you going to say are you fully persuaded on tonight or are you still trying to make up your mind about this thing well paul was fully persuaded and it was his being fully persuaded that allowed him to go through and then be able to tell about what he went through see you ought to be able to tell about what you've gone through why because you've opened your mouth and you've said something. I mean, you can tell somebody else that they don't have to just be at the mercy of, of life because sometimes life can be brutal. So what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Now, I got a few scriptures for you. Let me go over to uh, Psalms. Psalms 3, Psalms 3, Psalms 3 and, wow, I don't want, 
Psalms 3 and 6. And the scripture says, I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves round about me. He said, I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me round about this. Of course, uh, this is uh, David. I want to jump back up to the very first scripture and come back down to the sixth scripture because it's just it's just that good. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. So I see what see what people have to say about you. It says many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him. That's the third verse. It says, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory. And the lifter up of mine head, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. Look at what David is saying here. He said, I, I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord. You know, there's some situations and some circumstances that, that you are dealing with now and have dealt with that you just need to go to sleep about it. Why? Because you know that God's going to take care of him. He said that the Lord sustained him. And when when life looks looks bleak and looks dark, you you need to just just go to go to sleep. Take a nap. Go get some rest. Why? Because you know that the Lord is going to sustain you. And when you're fully persuaded, you can take a nap. Your, your rest doesn't have to be taken from you. You don't have to not be able to sleep at night. He said, I slept because the Lord sustained me. You don't have to be up all night walking the floor, uh, wondering, uh, being afraid and being doubtful. No, the Lord will sustain you. But you have to open your mouth and put God's word on the situation and know because you're fully persuaded that no matter how it looks and feel right now, he's going to bring you out on top. So I, I suggest take a good nap, take a good night, night's rest and know that the Lord is going to sustain you. Don't be afraid to go to sleep because sometimes the enemy wants you to be afraid to go to sleep. Go to sleep and sleep peaceful. Why? Because the Lord is going to sustain you. He is going to sustain you. You know, we should never allow things to uh, interfere with our sleep again because the Lord is our sustainer. And I'm going to take you over to Psalms uh, 20 and verse uh, 7. And it says, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Let me read it to you again. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. And the scripture lets us know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and they are saved. See, this is why you need to know scripture. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say on tonight? You need to let the enemy know that the Lord, that the name of the Lord is my strong tower. I can run in and find safety. When the winds of life are blowing, I can run in and find safety. What do you want to say on tonight? What are you going to say on tonight? Let me give you another scripture here. Glory to God. 
I'm going over to Proverbs, the 18th chapter. Proverbs 18. And it's the scripture that I just mentioned. It says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Let me read it to you again. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. You know, safe. I like they call you in baseball, safe. Safe. When I run in, I'm safe. No doubt about it. This is why I said earlier, some things you just need to go to sleep on it. Take a nap about it because the Lord is your sustainer. He's going to take care of you. But you got to be able to open your mouth. Again, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So what are you going to say? What are you going to say? I'm going to take you over to uh, Psalms, the 23rd chapter, and the fourth verse. Psalms 23 and 4. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I rod and I staff, they comfort me. It says, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod and staff comfort me. Let me just go back up to the first verse. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Again, what are you going to say? I will fear no evil. Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What are you going to say? What do you want to say to your situation on tonight? What do you want to say to your circumstance? That that circumstance or that situation that's been uh, plaguing you for months, sometimes years, what are you going to say to it? Sometimes to turn a situation around, all you need is one word. But you got to be willing to you got to be willing to face the storm and speak to it. A sign of maturity is when you can stand alone and speak to your storm. When you don't have to have to depend on mom or dad or your pastor. When you can stand alone in prayer and face that storm and quote the word, put the word on the situation. It's a sign of maturity. It's a sign of maturity. What are you going to say on tonight? What are you going to say on tonight? What are you going to say on tonight? Verse five, it says, thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Now it says that you, that the Lord will uh, bless and anoint me in the presence of my enemy. Not after he's taken me away, not after, not after I've gotten away, but in the presence of my enemy. Now, we always want to avoid danger and enemies and all that. But he said he's going to anoint me in the presence of my enemies. Why? Why? Why do it in the presence of me? Because I don't have nothing to worry about. He's going to sustain me. He's my protector. 
And it's not me that's doing the fighting anyway. It's God that's doing the fighting. It's not, it's not about you and your strength. It's not about you and your intellect. It's about you allowing God to do what he said he would do. So that's why he says, I'm going to anoint you in the presence of your enemies. Because it's God that's going to be doing the fighting anyway. So you know what? You want to avoid situations and circumstances. You want to avoid trouble. No, he said it's, it's in the presence of your enemies that I'm going to anoint you. And then I'm not just going to anoint you. He said, but I'm going to anoint you to the point of overflow. So trouble brings a fresh anointing and an anointing uh, uh, to the point of overflow. So stop trying to dodge, dodge and get around trouble uh, and stay out of the way and try to keep a low profile. In the presence of your enemy, he's, he's going to anoint you to the point of overflow. What are you going to say on tonight? When you're in the presence of you, what are you going to say tonight? You got to have some word. You got to have some word to fight. What are you going to say on tonight? Now, let me give you a couple of more scriptures here. And then I'm going to get out of your way. Uh, Psalms 27 uh, at the first verse, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. What are you going to say? I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now that there's some situations and circumstances that you are going to have to be able to open your mouth and back the enemy up off of you. And you need to be able to have 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 a, a testimony, a confession. David says that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I'm not going to be afraid. He said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, my enemies came and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart won't fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. What's your confession on tonight? What are you going to say? What are you going to say tonight? It's so important that you know that you can you can you can turn your situation, your circumstance around by opening your mouth and saying something. I don't have to accept everything the enemy brings my way. I don't have to accept uh, everything that the enemy says. I have I have the power of, of, of the word of God, the spoken word of God, and all I have to do is learn to wield that power by opening my mouth. What are you going to say on tonight? Because for far too long, you've, you've allowed the enemy to have more say-so than what you have had. Far too long, you have allowed the enemy to convince you of who you are, what you can do, how far you can go, uh, how, how much you can be blessed. What are you going to say on tonight? Scripture says that you're the head, uh, not the tail. You're above and not beneath. What are you going to say tonight? 
when the enemy tells you that you're not the head because he always he always wants us to think less than less than what God has said about us. And again, as as I said on the other show, whatever the enemy is saying, it's the opposite of what God is saying. What are you going to say on tonight? Let me go over to Psalms 46. Psalms 46 at the first verse. It says, "God is our refuge. God is our refuge." And I want you to put I want you to put either your name or an I in this scripture. God is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will I not fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. Though all of this is happening, Selah, what are you going to say? God is my refuge. He is a present help in time of trouble. What are you going to say? And see, if you never open your Bible, you will never know that God is a present help in time of trouble. A present help, not, not, not after, but during. And at the moment, he's a present help in time of trouble. And you can't just go off what you hear your pastor say on Sunday. You need to crack this Bible for yourself and find out that God is a present help, not just for my pastor, but for me. But for me. So what are you going to say on tonight? What do you want to say? He is my refuge and my strength and a very present help in trouble. And it doesn't and it doesn't specify what kind of trouble, just trouble. Whatever the trouble may be. Marriage trouble, family trouble, on the job trouble, supervisor trouble, whatever the trouble may be, he's a very present help and he's my strength in time of that trouble. What do you want to say on tonight? What do you want to say on tonight? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't have to uh, uh, worry about uh, uh, being treated indifferent on the job or worried about being fired. What do you want to say? What do you want to say about what's going on on the job? What do you want to say? Hallelujah. Listen. Now, I'm going to take my wife's testimony. She was working for, uh, I won't call the, the name of the place. She was working for this place and just had a super nasty supervisor. But it wasn't so much how she treated her, but she, my wife did not like uh, the way that she treated uh, her coworkers. And she was a supervisor, and so some of the people... Uh, that worked under her and some of the people that worked on the team. This lady just wasn't nice. And my wife said it bothered her so, you know, she couldn't sleep sometime at night. And sometimes she said uh, she would drive to work early so she could sit into sit in the park a lot, have a conversation with God and cry and tell God how bad this situation was. I kept telling her, you're the one with the covenant with God. You're the one with the relationship with God. Don't allow her to get up under your skin. I, you know, if this went on for, for months, but let me tell you how good our God is. 
So this lady that's making, I think at the time, uh, more than $200,000, two or $300,000, she got fired because she returned a $12 DVD. A $12 DVD. When I tell you that God will look out for his own, and this is why I'm saying, what are you going to say about what's going on? You don't have to lay down and just take it. Now, I can tell you, you know, when it first began, man, she, she, you know, she had to get herself together. She had to grow up. And I have to keep on reminding her every day, you know, you're the one with the covenant. You're the one with the relationship with God. And I, she, she had to get herself together to go in every day. But then she came home and told me what happened. God will look out for his own. And yes, God is our defense. All that trouble removed for $12. Maybe you're going through tonight on your job. Maybe you're going through. I want to remind you that you're the one with the covenant on tonight. You're the one with the relationship on tonight. And see, this is what this is what. God and salvation is all about. He comes for real people with real life situations. And he he made this situation that my wife was going through. He made it all right. He worked it out for her uh, uh, behalf. He fixed it so that she didn't have to sit in the uh, uh, parking lot and cry before she went in to get herself together. He fixed it. And I want to encourage you on tonight. Maybe it's not a, 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 an employment situation. Maybe you're just dealing with life. Maybe you're feeling like your life has been turned upside down. Maybe you feel like the, the, the rug of life has been pushed, has been pulled from un, under you. I want to remind you of who you serve. You have a covenant with God. You have the relationship with God. You don't have to accept what's going on, but you do have to open your mouth. What are you going to say about what you're dealing with on tonight? Glory to God. What are you going to say about what you're dealing with on tonight? Now, I have another scripture here that I want to read you. Uh, it's over in Isaiah. Isaiah, the, the 12th chapter. Let me read that to you as well. Isaiah 12 and 2. Isaiah 12 and 2, and it says, Behold, God is my salvation. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my soul. He also has become my salvation. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. If you're afraid on tonight, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. Glory to God. It says, I will trust and not be afraid. Now, when it when you're when you're when you're when that's your confession, when that's your confession, it means that uh no matter how it looks, and it might be a roller coaster for a while, but I will trust. I will trust. It may get dark, but I will trust. It may get difficult, but I will trust. I will trust. I will trust. 
and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid. What are you going to say on tonight? What are you going to say on tonight? Now, my last scripture is over in the book of Habakkuk. Last scripture is over in the book of Habakkuk, uh, the third chapter, and the 17th verse. Habakkuk 317, it says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now, this scripture is letting you know that no matter what is going on, no matter what's not going right, that we have to uh, keep our trust in God. It says, I will rejoice. I will joy. No matter what's going on, I don't care what's going on in the bank account. I don't care if you've had money in, the, in, in stocks and lost them. Maybe, the, maybe, you know, the value went down and you've lost money. I don't care what's going on. It says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what's not happening. I don't care what's not going the way you planned it. What's not going the way you planned it. I will rejoice. And I will, I will joy in the God of my salvation. How are you going to do that? It's, it's dependent upon what you're going to say to the things that aren't happening the way you planned, to the things that just aren't happening. Maybe your marriage isn't happening the way you would have liked it to. Maybe your kids aren't going the way that you uh, desired for them to go. I don't care what's not happening that you expect it to happen. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to joy in the God of my salvation. The only the only way that that's going to happen is you're going to have to open your mouth. What are you going to say about it on tonight? What do you want to say? Let me read this scripture to you one more time. It says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive is going to fail. And the field shall not yield no meat. The flock's going to be cut off. There's not going to be no herd, herds in the stall. Everything is going wrong. Everything is going wrong in the scripture here. But it says, I'm going to rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. What are you going to say? What are you going to say when everything is going wrong? Because everything is going wrong in verse 17. But verse 18 declares, I am going to rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. What are you going to say on tonight? What do you want to say on tonight? And I am done. I am done. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you. Thank you for this time with your people. I ask God that you would help your people realize that they're not a victim and that they have a say-so and that we don't have to listen to the enemy any longer. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you from this point on that we're going to joy 
and the God of our salvation. Thank you. Amen. Listen, I've enjoyed my time with you on tonight. I pray that I've said something that has encouraged you. And until next time, keep winning in prayer. I'll see you next time.